The Big 12 is wide open, and boy, isn't this fun. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's always great to be here with you, and boy, I know we only had one game this past weekend, West Virginia and Kansas, and I'm still burnt by that game, by the way. That kick return touchdown by Puka Williams in garbage time with two minutes left that allowed KU to cover the spread after West Virginia scored a touchdown to cover the spread on their end. Oh, it just killed me. It, I'm still licking my wounds off of that one. That is as big a backdoor recover as I've seen this year in the Big 12. That was just wild. And before we dive into a busy week with our power rankings, don't forget about that rating and review on the podcast. It helps us tremendously continue to grow the show. And we've got Heartland College Sports Koozies. We'll send to you. Leave us a rating and a review. Send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get the koozie in the mail. Thanks so much, guys. But this conference right now is so much fun. I don't care that the national pundits don't want to even, you know, consider that because uh, they're all, you know, hunky-dory that uh, the Big Ten's coming back this weekend. You know, they're getting very excited, very, very excited that the Big Ten, oh, yeah, one of the two big dogs with the SEC is back on TV. It's a joke. It's a complete joke that this Oklahoma State and uh, Iowa State game is not primetime this weekend. You know, and I'm okay with the 2.30 kickoff, but that should be primetime. Top 20 matchup, winner is in sole possession of first place in the Big 12, is the favorite to win the Big 12, whoever wins this game this weekend. And instead, you know, they got to put like Ohio State, Minnesota on uh, prime time, and they should be, by the way, not only that, but they also, what they should be doing this weekend, they should be having college game day. They should be having college game day this weekend in the Big 12 for this Iowa State-Oklahoma State game. That's what they should be doing in Stillwater this weekend. Instead, college game day has got to kiss the butt of the Big 10. That's what they've got to do, and what a darn shame that is. But anyway, it's going to be a heck of a weekend. And this conference right now is so wide open. You've got K-State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, all undefeated at the top. And if I'm looking at those three teams and saying which one's going to fade the quickest, it's Kansas State. Now, I love Kansas State. You K-State fans, you know me. I am all in on Kansas State. But I have a very hard time seeing Kansas State without Skylar Thompson continue to have this kind of success. I'm, and they'll win this weekend, so they'll still be tied for first place uh, because they're playing Kansas. And let's be honest, no Puka Williams for KU. And what a, I mean, what a loss. As if it couldn't get any worse for Kansas, it did this week. I'll talk about more of that coming up. But their schedule is home to Kansas. Then they're at West Virginia. That's a tough game, by the way, with a true freshman quarterback going into Morgantown. Then you've got Oklahoma State, Iowa State, back-to-back weeks at Baylor, home to Texas. So I, I love what Kansas State has done this year, and really where they've made their bones is in the red zone. They are either one or two in the conference on both sides of the ball in red zone offense and red zone defense. They haven't. If you look at like the, the total yards and total defense and rushing defense and all these things, they're not doing anything really well when you look at those numbers. But what they're doing really well is being efficient. And that is a huge credit to Chris Lyman. He deserves all the credit in the world for that. But with a true freshman quarterback now coming in in Will Howard, I don't know how long that can last. 
All right, so I'm not saying that as an anti-K-State thing, but if you're telling me of these three teams, which one is not going to be around uh, in Big 12 contention in a month, let's say, of those three, I would say Kansas State. Now let's get to our Big 12 power rankings here as we go into another busy week of Big 12 football. We'll go in order, and I'll start at number one. All right, K-State fans, so get off my back for a second because right now I've got you at number one in our Big 12 power rankings through six weeks. You were off last week. I hope that Will Howard, the true freshman quarterback in place of Skylar Thompson, just had his head buried in the playbook. And you can't ask for a better transition game here than Kansas this weekend. You just can't. So I, I love Chris Kleiman. It's just, it's going to be tough to finish this thing off and be near the top of the Big 12 standings here uh, in a month or so. At number two, I've got Iowa State. Now, this is weird because I had Iowa State at three last week. So how do I jump Iowa State up a notch ahead of Oklahoma State when both teams did not play? Because I admit I screwed up. Most people don't do that in my line of work, but I admit when I screw up. And as many of you listeners and readers pointed out, Kansas State and Iowa State have beaten the same teams. Now, different locations, but they've both beaten Oklahoma, TCU, and Texas Tech. So how do I have Iowa State then at three if I've got Kansas State at one? And I think that's a very good point. Kansas State and Iowa State are 3-0 against better competition than Oklahoma State. So you know what? I admit when I'm wrong, I screwed that one up. And my power rankings are K-State at one, Iowa State at two, and then I've got Oklahoma State at three. And this weekend's going to be very, very telling for Mike Gundy and this Cowboys team. Right, Because they have played, you know, if you were to compare those three teams at the top of the Big 12 standings, they have played the weaker schedule. There's no doubt about it. Oklahoma State fans would admit that to you. They've beaten West Virginia and Kansas and then Tulsa. I mean, they've looked really good doing it, but those aren't barn burner games. The Baylor game was postponed this past weekend. Now you've got Iowa State, you've got Texas, you're at K-State, you're at OU. This next month for Oklahoma State defines the season. I mean, this is it right here. The next four weeks defines the season for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So I've got them number three in the power rankings, and I believe Oklahoma State fans understand why I have them at number three in the power rankings. At number four, we've got the West Virginia Mountaineers. Yes, it was Kansas last week, but they took care of business, and the Mountaineers have the number one total defense in America right now. In America. And yes, they played Kansas and Baylor, but they've also played Oklahoma State. All right, so, you know, they've they played some, and Baylor's not a slouch of a team, by the way. They're, they're not. This Mountaineers defense, led by the Stills brothers, is really, really good. And you're going to see it on display again this weekend in Lubbock against Texas Tech. So keep a close eye on that game. It's, it's not the best game of the weekend by any stretch of the imagination. It's not close. But there are interesting storylines there for sure for the Mountaineers. And then you've got Texas Tech with this new quarterback and all that. So at number five in my Big 12 power rankings, we've got the Oklahoma Sooners. OU off a bye week following the Red River win two weeks ago. And Lincoln Riley could not have asked for a a better time for a bye week. He just couldn't. He's got a young group of guys. He's teaching them and coaching them up. Give them a breather or two after a, a huge win and get them refreshed for a big road game this weekend against Gary Patterson and the TCU Horn Frogs. OU is still in the Big 12 mix. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. All right, this is a young team that's going to get better every single week, but it's also why I thought this was the year OU could get picked off. 
because of the weird COVID situation going on with a young team, new quarterback. That's a recipe for a step back for Lincoln Riley. Even a guy of Lincoln Riley's caliber who is the quarterback whisperer. At number six in the Big 12 Power Rankings, TCU. Still licking their wounds following that home loss to Kansas State. And that's that's a bad loss for TCU, okay? You beat Texas the week before that. You come home. You've got Kansas State, who, by the way, is playing a true freshman quarterback in his first start of his career, and you lose the game. I know the K-State defense is really good, but it's been a bend-don't-break defense. I don't know what's going on now at quarterback after Max Duggan was, uh, from my standpoint, unnecessarily benched in that game in favor of Matthew Downing. I don't know if there's a quarterback issue brewing there, but that was a bad loss for TCU. I've got him at six. At number seven, Tom Herman and the Texas Longhorns. And Tom Herman's got himself drama on the field. I don't know if guys want to play for him. And then he's got drama off the field with the eyes of Texas situation where players are protesting it because it dates back to a time when obviously racism was a much uh, more prevalent part of the society in the country. But Chris Del Conte, the athletic director, is like, we expect players to stand for it because of what it means to the university and the fans. And it is not inherently based in any type of racism. So it's a very tough situation all around for Texas. But that has engulfed the program. And when that has engulfed the program and Tom Herman more than what's going on on the field, you've got a problem. This team is an onside kick recovery against Texas Tech away from being 0-3 in the Big 12. They need a win this weekend against Baylor. At at number eight, by the way, we've got the Baylor Bears. Uh, Looks like they're COVID clear, by the way, after last week's Oklahoma State game was postponed to December 12th. Uh, So we hope Baylor is healthy. We've got them at number eight in the Big 12 Power Rankings. At number nine, Texas Tech, the Red Raiders. We start the Henry Columbia era on Saturday. They host the West Virginia Mountaineers this weekend. As Matt Wells announced last week, he is benching Alan Bowman in favor of the Utah State transfer in Henry Columbia, who played for Matt Wells when he was the head coach at Utah State. The Red Raiders haven't scored one point in the last 10 drives with Alan Bowman at quarterback, while Columbia has led the team to 29 points over 10 drives of his own. So it's not great, but it's better. The fall of Alan Bowman is really disappointing to see because this guy under Cliff Kingsbury was slinging the ball around. He was a stud, and he just hasn't looked the same under Matt Wells. I don't know if it's health. I don't know if it's just comfort in Wells' system, David Yost's system. I don't know. But Columbia's got better wheels, more mobile. I have no problem with the move whatsoever. And at number 10 in the Big 12 Power Rankings, where else do you go but the Kansas Jayhawks? And now no Puka Williams for the rest of the season. Uh, He announced he is opting out the rest of the way, so it is a mess right now for Les Miles and KU. We'll talk about that very issue and also much more on the news and notes fronts in the Big 12 Conference. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. That and much more coming up next. All right, guys, before we keep it rolling, don't forget about our good friends at mybookie.com. They are an incredible partner for heartlandcollegesports.com, and they've got an incredible deal for you as a listener to this podcast. 100% deposit bonus. We've got a full slate of Big 12 games this weekend, and guess what? You go to mybookie.com, you put in 100, 250, 500, whatever, and you're going to get a 100% match on that money from my bookie. They're not going to, you know, try to make you unlock it. They just give it to you. It's great. 
So you've got five full games this weekend in the Big 12 Conference, some great games. We'll talk about them later on in the show. I'll give you my picks. And by the way, my picks are 14-5 and five against the spread this year. This is a very tough weekend. But so far, we are on fire with the picks. Get on with mybookie.com. Use the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. And you get a 100% sign-up bonus right out of the gates. Don't miss it. Mybookie.com. Promo code BIG12. So it has gone from bad to worse for the Kansas Jayhawks. If you missed it, uh, Puka Williams, the star running back for KU, announced that he is opting out of the rest of the 2020 season. And frankly, can you blame him? I I can't. I I can't for a second. This team is so bad around him. And in this strange COVID-19 season, if you're Puka Williams, are you going to put it all on the line? Are you going to risk it? When you've done so much good for this team, I mean, as much good as anybody could have done in his situation, and you've done all that, is it really going to be worth it? And the answer is overwhelmingly no. So Puka Williams announced on Twitter this week, quote, today I'd made the very difficult decision to opt out of the rest of the season to be closer to my mother and family in Louisiana. Family and health are the most important things to me. Right now, I need to be with my mother who is battling health issues. I want to thank Coach Miles and everyone with the Kansas football program for their commitment and understanding. I believe in the direction of Kansas football and what Coach Miles is building. That's from Puka Williams. And I don't know what his future is. I don't know if this is a way to get out of playing the rest of the year, not get hurt, go to the NFL next season because he can do that. He's in his third year. Or if he's going to transfer somewhere and you know try to win next season. I don't know. But for a KU team that's staring down the barrel at an 0-10 season, I mean, it'll be stunning if KU is a single-digit underdog in any game the rest of the way. Uh, They'll probably be a two-touchdown underdog in every game the rest of the way. They're a 20-point dog this weekend against uh, K-State. And for a team that's gone 6-21 during Puka's time on campus, 2-19 in the Big 12 after Saturday's loss to West Virginia, he never complained. He never made a big deal out of it, and he stuck through it. So I don't know what's going on. You know, he said to Les Miles on Twitter, all the love coach, we going to reunite. Do I believe it? I don't know. I I doubt it. I'm not an NFL scout, so I don't know what his NFL prospects are, uh, but I think he'll play on Sundays. I mean, he's got the speed, the talent. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, He's a great utility guy uh, for somebody in the NFL absolutely he's going to play on Sundays. But uh, I don't know if we're ever going to see him again in a KU uniform. If I were a betting man, I would say that we won't. That's just that's just my hunch. I don't think we'll see Puka Williams play football ever again for the Kansas Jayhawks. It's either going to be a grad transfer situation or NFL, what's up? How you doing? So it, it stinks for KU, but man, it just goes from bad to worse there. Or worse to worse, sir, is probably the better way to put it. I'm not trying to rub it in. I'm really not. But (laughs) it's just not pretty. I don't even know if Les Miles knew what he was really getting himself into uh, there in Lawrence. So, oh, boy. I feel for you, KU fans. I I genuinely do because I don't want him to be this bad. Nobody in the Big 12 should want KU to struggle like this. It's just it's not good for the conference. Even if one through nine is really solid, nobody should want this, right? They just shouldn't. All right, the West Virginia Mountaineers coming off that win over KU, by the way. 
Are you buying West Virginia? Joel Klatt is. Yes, Joel Klatt of Fox Sports. He was all in on the Mountaineers. Said this. I'm so impressed with Letty Brown from West Virginia. And if you're a West Virginia fan, I mean, you got a, you got a real dude back there. And now, in particular, he doesn't have to share carries like he's done in the past. He's physical between the tackles. Letty Brown is the real deal. And he's the type of guy that could carry you through a Big 12 schedule. If he stays healthy, watch out. I think that the sky's the limit for that run game. A big point, though, will be if the passing game can come alongside of Letty Brown and take some pressure off of him. Because, listen, every team that they play from this point forward is going to be better than Kansas, even though Kansas played decent on the defensive side. That's Joel Klatt uh, after West Virginia beats Kansas over the weekend. Now, I'm not buying West Virginia in the Big 12 race. I'm just not. Joel Klatt went on to say, I think crazier things could happen. You never know what can happen in 2020. So West Virginia, good on you. Adding, I know they lost a game in the Big 12. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they could be playing for a chance to go to the Big 12 title game. I'm just, I'm not buying that. And you can see the entire video from Joel Klatt on heartlandcollegesports.com. It's a full three-minute video that he broke down uh, the Mountaineers. And I'm high on what Neil Brown is doing. Like I'm buying Neil Brown stock, and I think that if you were, you know, buying stock in any Big 12 coach, Neil Brown would be a good value bet for you. That being said, this passing game, as Joel Klatt of Fox Sports just pointed out to there, uh, needs a lot of work. Not just Jared Dagey, who has not been the guy that he was at the end of last season. Not just that. But on top of that, You've got to look at this situation and say, what's going on at wide receiver? Sam James, I think I just saw him run through the studio here. He dropped another pass. This guy's been dropping He was dropping passes all over the place on Saturday. West Virginia should have won that game by 30 points. If Sam James catches a couple of passes in the first half, uh, they win that game by 30-plus points with ease. And I get my darn cover I'm still annoyed about. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so I like what West Virginia is doing. I'm all in on the Mountaineers. Uh, they've got the best total defense in the country right now, as we noted earlier. But they also, you know, have played Oklahoma State, who's very good. Baylor, who's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Baylor is. I'm still trying to figure that out. And then Smoke in Kansas, right? And th that's what they've done. They're at Tech this weekend. They've got K-State. And then they go at Texas versus TCU versus OU at Iowa State. That's a tough, tough way to close the season for the West Virginia Mountaineers. So the schedule is always easier on the front end than the back end. They still have to prove a lot to me to tell me they're in contention for a Big 12 title this year. Their defense will keep them in every game. I don't deny that for a second. The defense is going to be there for the West Virginia Mountaineers. No doubt in my mind. But still, you've got a situation here for West Virginia where I've got to see more on offense. This conference is starting to play better defense. Look at what Oklahoma State's doing. Iowa State, you know, TCU is always good on defense. Even OU's been pretty darn good on defense too. But despite all of that, I have got to see more offensively for West Virginia to look at this and say, yeah, sure, uh, absolutely. They're going to compete for a Big 12 title this year. I, I, I can't do it right now. Also, uh, do you see ESPN and uh, Fox Sports? Do they still watch the Big 12 or not? I'm just, I'm genuinely curious. We got the Halloween schedule, and you look at the Halloween schedule. You've got Kansas versus Iowa State, 11 a.m. Fine. No problem with that. 
West Virginia, K-State, 11 a.m. I mean, that that's a good game. And I know that they like to put a solid game in the 11 a.m. Central time slot. But West Virginia, K-State, depending on what happens this weekend around college football, could be a top 25 matchup. Yet that game's at 11 a.m. Baylor TCU's at 2.30 p.m. ESPN2. Oklahoma State, Texas, 3 o'clock on Fox. And then Texas Tech, Oklahoma, 7 o'clock on Fox. I think the folks at Fox Sports must think that it's 2016. Like, it's Texas Tech. It's Oklahoma. Cliff Kingsbury is going to be 1,000 points scored. That game is not going to be good. And I know they're like, oh, it's Halloween. It's Lubbock. It's... uh, OU, it's Texas Tech. Like, this isn't five years ago. This isn't 10, 11, 12 years ago with Mike Leach. This is a Texas Tech team that's starting a guy in Henry Columbia this weekend who transferred in from Utah State and a second-year head coach in Matt Wells who is having a really tough go of it right now. And that's your primetime Big 12 game. The Big 12 rarely gets primetime games, especially now that the Big 10 is back. It seems like, you know, ESPN and Fox are going to go back to – Uh, licking the rear end of the Big Ten and the SEC like they typically do. But of all the games next weekend, you know, I get it. West Virginia, Kansas State's probably not going to be in your primetime slot. Like, I get it, even if it is a top 25 matchup, okay? But Oklahoma State, Texas is the one that I would be putting in that primetime slot next weekend. That's what I'd be looking at. Because Oklahoma State, even if they lose this week in Iowa State, is still going to be in the top 25. You've got the brand of Texas, Tom Herman, and Mike Gundy. Those two guys, it seems like they always have a pretty good back and forth. But I I do not understand why you choose Texas Tech and Oklahoma as your primetime Big 12 game if you're Fox. I mean, guys, uh, let's get out of the 2010s here, okay? It's uh, the 2020s. All right, Let's, let's move it, guys. Let's move it. There's my scheduling complaint for the week. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. Your Big 12 independent digital media outlet. Coming up next, let's get to our picks and our previews for this weekend's Big 12 slate on Heartland College Sports Weekly. All right, well, it's a loaded week for the Big 12. We've got five games on the schedule, and let's get right into it here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. I'm Pete Mundo. Let's go in order and start with TCU taking on the Oklahoma Sooners. And in this game, you've got uh, TCU as a a six-and-a-half-point underdog, and I am going to be rolling with the Horned Frogs in this game for a couple of reasons. First off, TCU is home. They're getting the young freshman quarterback and Spencer Rattler in their backyard. Gary Patterson as a head coach with his defense and his defensive mind against a redshirt freshman quarterback on his home turf. That is edge Gary Patterson 10 out of 10 times. Last year, TCU on a talent level had no business being in that game, and they lost 28 to 24 in last year's matchup. Gary Patterson, uh, it seems like, not at times. I mean, you know, Lincoln Riley has never lost to Gary Patterson. But if I'm Gary Patterson, I'm getting six and a half points at home going up against a redshirt freshman quarterback. I'll take it every time. And OU has had issues with turnovers. They lead the Big 12 with nine turnovers this season. That's very uncharacteristic. TCU will make you pay for those. 
On top of that, OU's given up 11 sacks. That's also something that they are not used to having to deal with. And I keep thinking of last week's game or last season's game between these two teams when TCU had no business being in that game and they lost by four points. So assuming that Max Duggan is the starting quarterback and he should be the starting quarterback, I don't know why they pulled him two weeks ago for Matthew Downing. But if Max Duggan's the starting quarterback and this offense can do enough, the OU defense has been surprisingly good. They don't get credit. They've given up a lot of points. But on the yards front, they've been surprisingly good, especially in the first half. But if TCU can just do enough to not force its defense to wear down and be on the field for, you know, 40 minutes in this game, uh, they're going to hang in there. They are absolutely going to hang in there. Both teams are coming off a bye. They're both rested. So I believe that TCU is going to surprise some folks and cover that six and a half point spread. If you're asking me for a straight up pick, I'd roll with the Sooners. But against the spread, I'll take TCU with the points. Then we go to the Sunflower Showdown, Kansas State taking on Kansas. And I look at this game, and I said to myself, geez, another 20-point spread in favor of a Kansas opponent. I got burnt on this last week, but frankly, I shouldn't have. I'm I'm not trying to be sour grapes here, okay? I'm not. But honestly, uh, West Virginia should have won that game by 30 points last week against KU. KU got a couple of lucky breaks. And now, no Puka Williams for the Jayhawks. Miles Kendrick has not been good at quarterback. It looks like he's going to start again this week. And I don't see how K-State doesn't win this game running away, something like a 38-14. to uh, K-State leads the Big 12 in turnover margin at plus 7. They've lost the ball just once this year. Meantime, KU is tied for last in the Big 12 at minus 4 in turnover margin with 5 interceptions. If K-State can keep this trend going, And there's no reason they can't with now KU without its top weapon in Puka Williams. They're going to be in very good shape on Saturday. The other thing that K-State has done really well, the red zone. They're first in the Big 12 in red zone efficiency. On offense, they rank second in red zone defense in the Big 12. Meantime, KU ranks eighth in red zone offense, 10th in red zone defense. Give me K-State to cover the 20-point spread on Saturday against KU. Then we've got Texas taking on Baylor. Texas and Baylor in Austin. It's a big number, a bigger number than I expected at uh, Texas favored by nine points. And anytime these Texas schools uh, play Texas, oh man, they're fired up. It's the same thing with TCU, with Texas Tech, and now with Baylor. Those guys have a chip on their shoulder. They didn't get recruited, most of them, by Texas. They always want to play their best against Texas. Right, And I don't see this year being any different. By the way, you go back a decade. Go back a decade in this matchup. And there is one game in the past decade that Texas has won by more than six points. Once. Now, these teams the past decade, they've split them five and five. But there's only one time that Texas has won it by more than six points. That was 2017, a 38-7 to Texas win. That was Matt Rule's first uh, season that included just one win. So Baylor's won five times, and they've won by bigger margins, by the way. When Texas wins, it's been by six points or less uh, in every game except one over the past decade. Think about that. Who would have believed that 15 years ago, right, in terms of uh, the Baylor-Texas matchup in football? These teams, you know, they played each other basically every year. And from 98 to 2009, Texas won every time convincingly. The past decade's been a different ballgame. 
no pun intended. And this weekend as well is going to be a different ball game because I think the Baylor Bears are going to show up. I believe the Baylor Bears are, you know, they're coming off uh, not a good performance at all. They still have some veterans on both sides of the ball. They lost to West Virginia on the road two weeks ago. The Oklahoma State game was postponed due to COVID. And I think that this team is going to have a chip on its shoulder. I still don't know what they are because they played two games. And one of them is against Kansas. And you can't really tell what a team is playing Kansas right now. But I still like the veteran leadership on both sides that they have. I like Dave Aranda. um, And I believe the defense can keep them in this game. On top of that, Texas is a mess. Texas is a complete mess. They are an onside kick away against Texas Tech from having no wins in the Big 12. Uh, Tom Herman's dealing with all this off-the-field drama now with the eyes of Texas stuff going on. They are not all together right now on either side of the ball. So give me Baylor plus nine in this game, and I can see Baylor getting an outright win as well. I I can see it. I I know some of you don't want to believe it, but I can see Baylor getting the outright win here as well. I'm taking the Bears plus nine. That is my pick against the spread this weekend. Then uh, let's go to West Virginia, Texas Tech before we get to the best game. So we're going a little bit out of order here. West Virginia, Texas Tech. I'm rolling with the Mountaineers minus three and a half points. I know that West Virginia played last week. Now they've got to make the longest road trip in the Big 12 out to West Texas and Lubbock. But with limited fans in the stadium, let's be honest, home field is not what it was. Still a lot of travel. But West Virginia should have covered that game last week. That box score of 38-17 did not do that game justice. On top of that, Texas Tech is working in a new quarterback in Henry Columbia. And now he's got to go up against statistically what is the best defense in America in West Virginia. Texas Tech has struggled. They're 1-5 in against the spread in their past six games. And this year, they've allowed 31, 31, 63, and 33 points. So West Virginia's got to get to 30 points. And this defense that has shut people down this year just completely shut them down. They basically just have to allow less than 25 points, theoretically, if they get to 30 to cover that number. Uh, Think about the Oklahoma State game. They were in it until Oklahoma State scored a late touchdown to score 27. They held Baylor in overtime to 21. They held KU to really uh, 10 points because the final touchdown against, uh, against West Virginia for the Jayhawks was a kick return by Puka Williams. So this Mountaineers defense is legit. It is absolutely legit. The Texas Tech offense I'm not in love with right now. Columbia's first start is going to be against a very good D. I like the Mountaineers to cover the three-and-a-half-point spread in Lubbock. And last but not least... Oklahoma State and Iowa State in Stillwater. Both of these teams have a lot of reason to believe they're going to win this game. But I'll tell you what, what, what worries me the most in this game. The number 21. That is the number of days Oklahoma State will have gone between games. That is an eternity. Because, you know, they had a bye week and then the Baylor game was canceled last week. So you're talking about a team that has played what, three games this season, Tulsa, West Virginia, and Kansas, and then they've been off for three weeks. Uh, That is tough to get back in a groove. And in a game that could be decided by a play here or there, you're going to come out rusty. It's just, it's going to happen. 
for Oklahoma State. And I know that they're home, and I picked Oklahoma State to be in the Big 12 championship game, right? And, and I'm standing by the pick. I'm standing by the pick because I don't back off any picks. I have no reason to back off any picks. But this weekend, for the Iowa State Cyclones, I like them to cover the three-and-a-half-point spread. And here's why. I get the team in Iowa State that has played better competition, that is also rested with a bye week, but not three weeks off. I get Matt Campbell, who is just money in October, 12-1 and dating back to 2017, and 13-1 in October in his last 14 games against the spread. I get that in this game on Saturday. I'm taking that. Those three things right there, I can't turn those things down. I love Oklahoma State. I'm sticking by my preseason prediction that they'll be playing for a Big 12 title. Heck, it may be a rematch of this game. That's how good it can be this weekend. And if you want a difference maker in this game, look at the Iowa State offensive line against the Oklahoma State front seven. Oklahoma State has 12 sacks in three games. It's a very impressive number. Four sacks a game tied for the lead in the Big 12. But Iowa State has given up just one sack per game in four games. This is not the Kansas offensive line. This is not the West Virginia offensive line. So if I can get the Iowa State Cyclones with more than a field goal, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to take them outright as well. Iowa State plus three and a half. So I've got TCU plus six and a half, Kansas State minus 20, Baylor plus nine, West Virginia minus three and a half, Iowa State plus three and a half. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review before you close out the show. It helps us tremendously. We've got free Heartland College Sports koozies for you. If you leave us a rating and a review and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. And also our friends at mybookie.com. Use the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. Thanks so much, guys. Love you. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the games.